This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, friends. Welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We're talking today with John Malcolm, vice president of the Institute for Constitutional Government and director of the Mies Center and the Ed and Sherry Gilbertson Senior Legal Fellow at the Heritage Foundation. If you missed the first few segments where we talked about kind of the the origins of the Constitution, the the role and the importance of the Constitution in this nation, or the most recent case on affirmative action, which is going to be coming up at the U.S. Supreme Court during the next session, go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. That's FrontierFreedomRadio.com. You can download all of our podcasts there. But I want to talk to you, John, about this next case, which is really important to my listeners, the notion of election law, uh, gerrymandering, free and fair elections. Uh, This is a case that's going to be coming up at the U.S. Supreme Court, and I think it would be helpful for you to kind of walk through what this is going to mean for our nation. So tell us about this election law case coming out of North Carolina. Sure. Uh, This is Moore versus Harper. So everybody knows that the the 2020 election was far from perfect. (laughs) And one of the things that happened during that election, the pandemic being used as the reason for these changes, is that a lot of state laws were modified. They were modified either by state's attorneys general or governors unilaterally changing the law or challenges being filed, which they settled, changing the state's law with respect to things like in-person balloting or when, how long after the election, mail-in ballots had to be counted. Uh, All kinds of changes were made to the law. Uh, And some of them were made by federal judges and state judges. The Supreme Court was asked to rule on some of these cases and declined, but they have decided to accept a case out of North Carolina. So after the 2020 census, the North Carolina legislature drew its redistricting map, and that map was challenged and has been thrown out by the North Carolina Supreme Court. North Carolina legislature, pretty conservative. North Carolina Supreme Court, pretty liberal. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court in 2019, in a case called Rucho versus Common Sense, said, or common cause, I should say, common cause, that under the federal constitution, you could not assert assert a claim of partisan gerrymandering. You could still assert a claim under the Voting Rights Act of racial gerrymandering, uh, but not political partisan gerrymandering. They said there is a rich tradition of partisan gerrymandering in our country, Uh, Going back to the very beginning of how gerrymandering got its name, gerrymandering got its name when the governor of Massachusetts, Elbridge Gerry, one of the original founders and later vice president of the United States, shaped a congressional district in the state of Massachusetts that looked like, to most observers, a salamander. And that's how you ended up getting the term gerrymandering. So the (laughs) Supreme Court said 
that you could not make out a federal constitutional claim of, of political gerrymandering. So now the North Carolina uh, Supreme Court has said, well, you may not be able to make out a claim under the federal constitution, but we are going to find a claim under our state constitution. Our state constitution says that you're entitled to a reasonable representation and fair elections. Uh, and we're going to find that partisan gerrymandering violates the state constitution. In the federal constitution, there is a clause, the elections clause. It's Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1. that says that the manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. Here, the North Carolina Supreme Court has thrown out what the legislature wants to do. And so the U.S. Supreme Court will determine whether or not the North Carolina Supreme Court invoking the state constitution, whether that is preempted by this explicit federal constitutional provision. And, and if they do, then the, then the state legislature's map will be reinstated. We're talking with John Malcolm, who's one of the top constitutional scholars at the Heritage Foundation. He's got a new article out titled Nine Key Cases the Supreme Court will hear in 2022-2023 session. If you go to heritage.org and search his name, John Malcolm, you can find this article. It's a very helpful article in diving into all the details on these upcoming Supreme Court cases. John, we've got one that comes out from Colorado. 303 Creative v. LNS, which is kind of in line with the Jack Phillips cases that we all lived through and in fact are continuing on this state of Colorado will not let this poor man just be able to bake cakes uh, they continue to persecute him but give us an insight into this case how it fits into freedom of speech freedom of religion uh, the situation that Jack Phillips went through and what does this mean for Coloradans as well broader for Americans sure uh, so the Masterpiece Cake Shop case, as you said, had Jack Phillips, who was being forced under this Colorado law to bake a custom cake uh, to celebrate a same-sex wedding. He said that this violated his uh, sincerely held religious beliefs, uh, that he would be happy to bake, you know, bake one that the, the same-sex couple could get an off-the-shelf cake. He'd also be happy to bake a custom cake for them on any other occasion, but he did not want to give his tacit endorsement uh, of their same-sex marriage by contributing his art form, which is making these beautiful custom uh, cakes. The Supreme Court kind of punted on the main issue, which is whether or not this violated his rights to the free exercise of his religion under the First Amendment by saying that the Colorado Commission that considered his case was biased. And as you say, Jack Phillips is still uh, fighting this fight. So Lori Smith is a web designer also in Colorado, and she wants to expand her graphics and web design business to include weddings. But similarly to Jack Phillips, she does not want to design websites for same-sex weddings because of a sincerely held religious belief. She also wants to post something on her website that says why she doesn't want to perform this service for same-sex uh, couples who want to get married. Uh, she has been ruled against by the same Colorado commission and appealed again with the able aid of uh, my friends at Alliance Defending Freedom and their superb incoming president, 
wonderful advocate, Kristen Wagner, uh, and again made a free exercise argument. She also asked the court to overturn an earlier decision, which essentially said that any law that is generally applicable and neutrally applied will not run afoul of the free exercise clause. The Supreme Court has declined to hear those issues, but they've taken up the third issue that she raised, which is that this is violating her free speech rights under the Constitution. One, by compelling her to express, at least tacitly, her approval of a same-sex wedding through designing a website for them, uh, and also by preventing her from making a statement that she affirmatively wants to make on her website, saying why she does not believe that she can, uh, in good conscience, sticking with the tenets of her faith, design a website for a couple, to, a same-sex couple uh, for their wedding. Yeah, that's a very important case, and we're going to be monitoring that. In fact, these issues of religious freedom, free speech, freedom of conscience are really, really core to what we do at the Centennial Institute, very important to us. In fact, when Jack Phillips was going through his court case, we held a really big rally for him on the campus of Colorado Christian University. We brought in religious leaders, not just evangelicals, but Jewish leaders, Mormon leaders, Roman Catholic leaders, uh, all to stand along with Jack and to demonstrate that people of all faiths and even no faith support religious freedom in this nation. And towards the end of this big rally, we all got together to pray for Jack and he had a few hundred people all with their hands outstretched. It was a really powerful moment. And ever since then, Jack's been a great friend. In fact, uh, he's just down the street from Colorado Christian University. We get all of our cookies and desserts and things like that when we need them uh, from Jack because he's such a great friend to Colorado Christian University. And in fact, he's become quite popular since uh, since that court case. So make sure you swing by Masterpiece Cake Shop at some point. Uh, when we come back, I want to continue to talk with John Malcolm of the Heritage Foundation, one of the titans of constitutional thought at one of the most important think tanks, the Heritage Foundation. There's some other upcoming cases around immigration that will be at the U.S. Supreme Court in this upcoming session. But I also want to dive a little bit into our personal friendship with Ken Starr. Ken was a, a great friend to Colorado Christian University, the Centennial Institute, and the Western Conservative Summit. He would regularly speak at our events, always very accessible, always incredibly humble and kind, and he wanted to hear uh, everyone's opinions. You didn't have to be you know, a great scholar to influence and Ken Starr, he wanted to hear your thoughts, uh, just an average guy like myself. And I always really appreciated that about Ken. So when we come back from the Frontier Freedom Radio Hour, and by the way, if you've missed any of our conversation, go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. You can download the podcast there. That's FrontierFreedomRadio.com. But when we come back, I want to dive into that personal experience that, John, you may have had with Ken Starr over the years as we kind of remember uh, his great legacy in this country. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Radio Hour. We'll be right back after these messages. 